What's good, everyone? Welcome back to the Suel Show. We got a very, very special guest here for episode two. He is an entrepreneur, a restaurateur. I don't like that word at all. Just say entrepreneur, a food entrepreneur, you know what I mean? But uh, an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, most notably known for the place we call after his ice cream, an amazing experience in the food industry. He's also known for the Doe and Arrow Cafe, which we're sitting in right now on this hot Irvine day, or Costa Mesa day, I guess, uh, and many other chains and restaurants and fast food joints. Andy Nguyen, thank you uh, for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me, and, uh, and welcome to Doe and Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, this is my first time. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I told him, I'm like, I gotta get some food after this, because, man, it is, climate change is real. That's all I can yeah. say after today. Yeah, so uh, before we get started, I said this before we recorded, congratulations on your first child thank you it's a big accomplishment life-changing um, experience that's what it is yeah everyone says that and it, it's funny because like i can tell that i will never understand that unless i have exactly a kid. exactly and it's crazy that's you'll never get it until you <laughs> once you have it you're like, all right yeah this but a lot of sleepless nights i'm guessing of course, early on. Uh, whatever your sleep you used to have you think you thought you didn't sleep before <laughs> as an entrepreneur i thought i didn't sleep before mm-hmm. but when you have a when you have a kid that's a different kind of no sleep really it's definitely it beats you up especially in the early the early months <laughs> you hustling all right yeah. well, that's good uh the other thing which i think all of america wants to know is what is your view on this uh chick-fil-a popeyes wendy's <laughs> chicken sandwich showdown who, who do you have uh taken the top spot i prefer to, to support my friends chicken sandwich spots that they have their own independent okay, spots okay, so I, I like right. i, like, yeah, I like watching it but i'm gonna go support my my homies with their shops like hottie's chicken wingman kitchen um Sweet Chick, with like all these brands, I'd rather support the homies and, and put them on instead of uh, jumping into one. this uh, <laughs> giant corporate chain war of Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. I think it's cool. It's definitely cool to watch and yeah. and see how pop, like it's literally a phenomenon right now. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a uh, an article that said that that Twitter exchange resulted in $23 million yep. worth of advertising. What do you think of that, especially with such a unique restaurant experience that you've created? What are your uh, thoughts on like the social media aspect and I guess virality in general? I think there's always pros and cons to everything that you do. There's pros mm-hmm. and cons to that too because obviously now they obviously they, they it's a storm right now and now now they're sold out and mm-hmm. you got people fighting over sandwiches <laughs> on World Star and you got the bad side of that but you also got you know like Popeyes is the most relevant thing right now you know which before they were just like a brand on the street they had good fried chicken you drive by you're like right. it's awesome but now they're like the talk of the town all the news yeah. platforms are talking about them and. It's, it's fried chicken sandwich. It's crazy. You're like, well. Yeah. The people are making the trip there. Exactly. Yeah. Quavo's uh, reselling $1,000 yeah. <laughs> yeah, chicken sandwich. It's crazy. It's so, so crazy. But uh, yeah, supply and demand. Okay. So uh, I wanted to get into it. So my first question is, you've been really helpful with me, with a lot of other people. I saw you visited, I think, your alma mater, your high school, yep. doing a speech there. You came to IVC and spoke for free which was amazing i appreciate it a lot of people really enjoyed it what's uh, your mentality been about being unselfish and giving back do you see it as kind of like a uh, you know if i give now i'll get in the future or do you just kind of see it as like you want to mentor the people who have been in your spot i don't really look for like oh i have to get back to me because you know i've kind of built my thing doing what i do already you know I, if you don't you know it's just for me it's about I remember myself as that kid mm-hmm. and any little inch of inspiration I could find or anyone I, I could meet that that could motivate me to step up and, and challenge myself, that's what I wanted, you know, and I didn't have that platform, but I had a very few, like a handful of people that I looked up to that I didn't know and that I was like, okay, well, that's who I'm going to model myself after, that's right. who I want to be like. And 
in this generation you have there's so much more opportunity and I always tell people if I could start if I could have started earlier I would have I would have started earlier if I had the, if right. I had if I had somebody to pay attention to and watch I would have modeled myself after them earlier on instead of be, you know getting in trouble but you know trouble oh. led me to, to here too <laughs> so it is what it is yeah I know I mean it's all part of the journey so who are like some of those people anyone that stood out specifically because I know you had a clothing background and yep. all of that but uh, I looked up, I looked up to a lot of different people I looked looked up to a lot of locals um, there was a local brand called. Uh, the one that stands out most is a brand called LRG. Okay, yeah, that was yeah, that was local. I know. Yeah, that, and, I know. and and he, you know, they started out. You know, they had their warehouse and offices in Irvine, Santa Ana. Um, the owner was an adopted Vietnamese American, and when I was a kid, I've never I never saw anyone that looked like that. Like you know, like he looked like a rapper, yeah. and he looked like me, and I was like, okay, well, that's who I want to look. That's who I want to be like when I grow up. I don't want to be in a suit like a doctor, right. going to office work. I want to look like. The guy that looks like a ra- the Asian guy that looks like a rapper. That guy's <laughs> yeah, super yeah. cool, and I was like, uh, and you know, you never we've never seen anyone like in this community. You never saw anyone like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that that's the one, Jonas. That's who I want to be like. It's funny you mentioned that because I myself, as a Muslim, like I see the same thing. Especially now, you see like the representation in movies, yep. and you got social media and all that. And on the outside, you always are like, oh, this is like, like why does this person have to be Asian? Like why does this person in the movie? Right. You know what I mean? Like when they try to like use a white character instead of Asians. Like yep. is it really that big of a deal? But like when it comes to your specific culture and you see that like on the big screen, it, it's it's powerful. It, it's life it, as well. It's life changing because you right. can picture that. Yeah. Like when I saw Jeremy Lin, you know, yeah, like exploding <laughs> for the New York Knicks at that time, Linsanity, and I was sitting there like. <laughs> what's going on right now yo I have a crazy story about that so I remember watching him play for the Warriors before okay. he blew up and I was like damn like, this guy went to Harvard and <laughs> he's in right. the NBA like I had no idea and the week before he like really blew up there was this like Asian kid in my class Oscar we were talking about it we are like yo like this guy like Jeremy Lin like I wonder what happened to him and he's like oh he's on the Miami Heat I was like no he's not on the Miami Heat and we're like <laughs> we're doing a Google search and we found out he's on the Knicks we're like damn like I hope everything works out like the Knicks that's a cool team like yeah. you know Madison Square Garden not even a week later he goes off I think it was his first game was against the Nets was like his first big game okay. and then like two weeks later where he went like for 38 against 30. Kobe like Kobe yeah, tried to act like he didn't know who he was yeah he was the Popeye's chicken sandwich at that time <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was he like he blew up man that that's just a that was an amazing story I always yeah. think about that but uh I wanted to get into your story so obviously you've done other podcast interviews you spoke at IVC and other mm-hmm. places so I don't want to go like to the nitty-bitty in places you know there's other podcasts where people can yep. find your story there's I think you had a really good um I think it was an Instagram story, like a saved one, where you kind of go through your background with the clothing yeah. company. So if anyone wants to look at the more specifics of his past life as a clothing entrepreneur, uh, you can check out his Instagram at Andy the Nguyen. Yep. Getting that right? Okay, perfect. But uh, describe like childhood. I think you grew said you grew up in Orange County. What was that like uh, besides, you know, LRG and everything there? Um, growing up in, I grew up in Little Saigon, which is like, a, which Orange County, which is a very yeah. prominent Vietnamese American community. I'm a first generation of that you know I was mm-hmm. born here uh, my parents came from Vietnam so that area got infiltrated with a ton of <laughs> Vietnamese people and growing up in the 90s that area is very was very different than it is now mm-hmm. there's a lot of gangs back then right. you couldn't go to certain spots you get shot up Damn. and <laughs> that's the that's those are the things that I was around I was surrounded by you know like gang culture I was surrounded by like you know like walking down the street um, hanging out at the liquor store playing Street Fighter right um, just causing a bunch of wreck, wreckage for my friends. Uh, street hockey, you know, like I was involved in so many different things. Like as a kid growing up, mm-hmm. like mischief, hockey from watching the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> you know, 
gang culture because you know that's what that's what it was in the area you know because we were all trying to right. protect ourselves and, and, and like build you know build this Asian community and, mm-hmm. and we're so different from everyone else and and I was a part of all that it's funny you mentioned hockey because like for me my first experience seeing what health was or what wealth was like was uh when I was in first grade Scott Niedermeyer's son okay. was in my uh he was in my class and so like w- we went to his house for a birthday party and that was the first time I ever remember seeing because we lived in like a little one bedroom apartment at the time okay. so like seeing this guy's house and his driveway and everything I was like my blow, my <laughs> I was like you can do this playing hockey like I don't know if I can I'm like super <laughs> underweight like still am but sheesh like that was uh that was mind-blowing but when did like your because I know you didn't immediately get into food once you started mm-hmm. adulthood, but like, did you have a love for food when you were younger? I enjoyed, I enjoy food, like just like everyone else. Food is like, you know, like your, your culture, your background, things right. you learn from. Um, my sister is actually the real foodie of the family. My my younger mm-hmm. sister, who's about a little less than two years younger than me, right? And she's the one that grew up studying food, studying cooking. Like I can't cook a lick in the kitchen even to this day, <laughs> and she's like the master of like. Her palate is strong. She knows this chef, that chef, all these restaurants. So she was always schooling me and educating me on food. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you should go try this place. And then I got more into it. I was like, okay, well, this is a great way for me and my sister to communicate more. Right. Um, so, you know, food is just our, our, our great connection. Interesting. Yeah. Damn. So you weren't like, it wasn't anything crazy like, I want to be in this industry when I grow up. It was just more of like, kind of like everyone else. Like, it's just exactly. like a comfort, something you love. It's a way of culture. Exactly. I, you know, I enjoyed going out food enjoyed my sister you know being being around my sister and, and learning about cuisine mm-hmm. and that that led to different things like hobbies and like like hobbies of writing yelp reviews led to hobbies of trying new places as a new thing writing mm-hmm. on my blog right and then i became the food person i became the recommend that you want to go somewhere and eat you you call me up you call you up. yeah you're like andy well what's the top five places in new york what's the top five places in japan i'm like well you need to go here here and here wow and that just like fueled me into like okay well i know this food game better than anyone else without having to be in it Mm -hmm. and And at the time when you were doing like the reviews and everything did you uh did you kind of like see this as a career for yourself or was it more of like what you said like a hobby and stuff of that nature it was when we first you know got into launching afters that was that was purely it was for fun because we already had our careers you know i was doing Mm -hmm. i was doing apparel i thought i was gonna do apparel forever i was like right i was like everyone knew me in the community as the the, i'm king clothing clothing guy. guy yeah um and then out of nowhere, you know, I opened this ice cream shop. Everyone's like, what the, what the fuck's going on? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. So describe kind of like you said you got in a lot of trouble when you were younger. Kind of describe that aspect of your life and how that kind of led you into your first hustle, which I think was in real estate, real estate. or something. Yeah, yeah, real estate and then in clothing. Oh. Uh, as, as a kid, I I never had the intention of like, like being bad. Like I wasn't – I never did things to like physically hurt people. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want to ever like – like I don't want to hurt people in any way. Like I was like, that's why the gang life was like. I was like, I'm good. I'm not gonna join the gang. That's not my thing. I don't want to go shoot somebody. Right. Uh, but I'm down to cause trouble. Like you know, we got we used to go shoplifting at the mall. You know, because we couldn't afford things. South so. Coast. South Coast sometimes because <laughs> their alarms were better than the other oh, malls. Okay. We, used, we used to shoplift at Westminster Mall, uh, the Block in Orange, um, Blockbuster Video, Blockbuster whatever, Video. game systems. We'd still like everything as kids. But we get you know we used to get. In, we, we hung out in the big group, so we happened to get in fights. Right. We, but that was never an intention to. Um, getting bad grades in school, like the worst. Like I had, I only passed two classes. Like in, mm-hmm. in my freshman year of high school, it was basketball and choir. Everything else, <laughs> I failed. I failed math. I failed English. I failed science. I, history. I failed all of it. 
And did you feel any did you feel any concern at all? Were you kind of just like oh, I'll figure it out? It's not that big of a deal. Or I think I had a really rough freshman year because I had this bully that mm -hmm. was like really on my case the entire <laughs> year, and his his cousins happened to be the the gang of the school. Oh damn! And the entire year he's just on me, and I'm like, I can't do anything. If all I right. if I do something, these wow. cousins are gonna kill me. I'm dead. And it's, when you look back at that now, like, what, what would be the advice you'd give yourself to deal with that bully or that kind of outside pressure to, like, maybe just tell a teacher or take some you know, the, action? It's so hard to just say to go tell a teacher at that time. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, you know, maybe I should have just, just fought him and just got it over with, to be honest, <laughs> at that time. And just like, All hey, right. let's see what happens. But Earn his respect. Things, things, things worked out in a weird way, and me and him are cool. Me and him are cool now. We're cool now. Like we, <laughs> if I see him, we, we chit-chat, we talk, and we laugh about it. Like, things happen. Damn. But I know a lot of people, like a lot of other kids, it's not, it's not that simple. It's not that yeah. easy to get through things. But It's almost traumatic, um, especially those. It's hard, it's hard to tell somebody to go tell a teacher or talk to you. Like, there's, a code, there's a code in that stuff, too. It's like, yeah. hey, don't rat. You rat, you're dead. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to rat. Like, those yeah. are gangsters. That's how you get killed. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot worse than just, like, telling a normal school. You yeah, know? You're, it's like, you're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, these are, like, these are the biggest gangs of the school. It's like, okay, I'm going to go rat, rat out his cousin right now. I'm, yeah. I'm done for. Not really a good yeah. idea. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So describe that transition. So if you were troubled, not getting good grades, to kind of, like, the whole real estate side. The Yeah, so I got kicked out after my freshman year. Like, literally, okay. I got kicked out of school. Sheesh. And... That was not being, I was not a piece of shit person or anything. It was just, I had the worst grades possible. Uh -huh. I was on probation that year already from shoplifting. Right. So all that was just like a combination of like, this is the worst thing that can happen. My parents are shocked, freaked out, wow. you know, cause I hid my report cards throughout every, every, every quarter because nowadays you can get it through the internet and find the grades. But that back then they'd send up, you know, a Paper report card home yeah. and I'd camp out for it and I'd wait for the mailman and I'd grab it and hide it. And. Wow. Next thing you know, I didn't know I was gonna get kicked out of school from that. And you know, vice principal brings me in. You're not. Oh, you're not coming back your sophomore year. I was like, uh oh. Damn. So being home my entire sophomore year, like, that was like the worst feeling ever. Like that was like that was like literally my change, like my personality change right there. I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. This sucks. Like I'm home every single day. Like my right. mom won't let me go outside. I gotta look outside the window and see my friends leave school and have a good time. And from then I just positioned myself. I was like, when I come back. I'm coming back a different person like you know like like fuck all that shit that happened i'm gonna come back all those seniors are gone already mm -hmm. and then i'm coming back as a junior i'm pretty much like the new guy in school because people didn't really know me in freshman year anyways yeah so i come back with like i come back who i really thought i was and who i wanted to be mm -hmm. and that completely gave me like the confidence of, like who, where i led myself into the future after that so did you think you like kind of created who you wanted that personality ahead I of did. time and you I just did. try to embody that exactly i i, I pretty much created my character you know like mm -hmm. this is like my mask of who I am I come I come to school on who I thought I was you know I came to school I was like okay well today I'm like a superhero I'm pumping my chest up today yeah. I'm like like I'm gonna come in the confidence of a rapper I'm gonna come oh. in the confidence of like Alan Iverson you know with Alan the Iverson gray, with the you know, like, and I wear the <laughs> shoes like yeah, I used to rock the shoes I used to rock right. like hip-hop clothes and I'd walk into school with that confidence and mm -hmm. that 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 completely changed because people fed off that right and I'm like okay well I can be I can be still be cool, but I can be a nice person. I don't right. have to be a dick like those other guys, you know. Like, yeah. So I just kind of carried that personality with me throughout my careers, and that's why, like, through networking and my dot connecting now, like, I apply that same same mentality as when I was in high school. So you were kind of like uh, almost like an early version of affirmations, like you know, it's such a popular self help thing right it's now. Like, it's a kind of tell yourself over and over again that you're this, and then you kind of. Yeah go into that and you actually did that and you had like the the music aspect of it and next you know listening to i mean who'd you listen to at the time was it jay-z eminem jay-z dmx um 
course, everyone's listening to Eminem at the time. I'm yeah. just, I just loved hip hop culture at the time. Right. Hip hop and skate culture and, and a bunch of those things were all like bridging. That's what I was into. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that it's so crazy how that was like an early version of it. And you didn't even realize like it was this huge. It's a mashup thing. Yeah. yeah subculture yeah. that leads to everything I do now. Right. Yeah, man. That's amazing. So you finish high school. Yeah. Grades are a lot better. Describe kind of like the, the process of getting into, because I know you said, again, real estate, that was the thing. So was that kind of like a, did you do that directly out of high school or how did that, how did you I get went to community that? college, uh, Orange Coast College down the street from here. All right. I went oh, there so. for less than two years. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in there and I was trying to take, I was trying to take any class, I was taking, I was taking business classes, I was taking all my general ed courses, I was right. taking career planning classes because I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I know is, well, if I showed someone my high school report cards right now, I'm done. You know, they're not gonna let me. I'm not. Right. I can't get anywhere. And at the time, your everything was like based off of paper, this mm -hmm. piece of this paper. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I took career planning classes. Career planning courses gave me like, like so literally said like office admin, janitor. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not doing any of that shit. Like for sure. And then my best friend, he already dropped out. He dropped out like six months into it already. And uh -huh. he was like, he was like driving like. An, he drove an, an NSX down the street and he's 19 years old. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, yeah, how you driving like, an NSX? Like, <laughs> like, how'd you find that? He's like, oh, I found it for a deal, but like, that? how'd you even get that car? Like, no one, no, none of our friends can afford that car. Yeah. And he had it and he was, he was doing well. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? He's like, you want to do, you want to do real estate appraisal with me? I was like, what the fuck's real estate appraisal? <laughs> he's like, well, it, you can make a lot of money. I was like, okay, cool. That's nice. And then he goes, we can start our own company. And that's what triggered it. I was like, oh, I don't, we don't work for anybody? Yeah, you can do it yourself. I was like, you just take your classes, work for under somebody for a little bit, and then you can get your license and do it yourself. Uh. I was like, oh, shit. We don't know anyone that owns their own company. This, this sounds pretty cool. I'm down. Like, what else, what else to lose right now? I'm not mm -hmm. doing that great in college anyways. Right. So I tried it out. And there's like five of us that ended up doing it together. Uh -huh. And I'm the only one now, the entire group that got my license. Wow, and I'm always like the shittiest student out of the whole entire group, but <laughs> I managed to you know get the license and, wow. and get the hours and and um, yeah, I did that for a little over two years for in the real estate field. Damn, and then you you said you had like success with that, right? You yeah, were, we were doing well. Like that market money. was like booming at the time. Like that's why that's why he was like 19 year old kid driving at the time. <laughs> we're making we're making thousands 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 on thousands a day at at that time as wow. kids. Yeah, and. We really didn't know what we were doing. We just knew that the market was hot right now mm -hmm. and we need to take advantage of it. But then quickly learned that, you know, like, yeah, we made a lot of money, but it's not gonna this, last this sucks. Yeah. This, just, this job just sucks in general. Like, I didn't like doing real estate appraisal. It wasn't my thing. Right. Yeah. Damn. So then what's the transition from that to clothing? How, do, how does that happen? Because you started the before you started afters, you had I Am King. Yep. So what was the transition from real estate appraisal, making the money to, to getting into clothing? Um, God's clothing. If you knew me from like my last like junior, senior year high school, like I was the school's best dressed. I spent you know everything right. like all my Schwag money out. I hustled out for and reselling, buying, selling shoes through people. Like, like I was the fashion kid in my school already. So that was already like, you already knew I was intrigued by this industry. So right. my friend happened. One of my friends, who's my still my mentor to this day, he started a clothing brand, mm -hmm. and he needed he needed someone to model for his shoot. And he <laughs> called me. He hit me up on AIM and said, Hey, can you model for my shoot? On AIM. And I was like. Nah, <laughs> I'm not a model. He goes, I'll give free clothes. And I was like, shit, well, <laughs> okay, what do you want me to do? I'm a model. I'll meet you up. Let's go. Let's get this done. It makes me go down to Main Street, Huntington Beach, and start shooting all these, these lookbook photos there. I felt super uncomfortable the entire time. And then 
after the shoot, you know, we and him just kept talking more. I, I was so intrigued, so I kept talking more and more about it. And he's like, hey, I need to get an office. Do you want to share an office space? I was like, shit, we were working out our garage making a lot of money. We have some extra money. Let's get an office together and just share mm-hmm. it. So in the office, this tiny little 250-square-foot office, we sit there. He works on his side. We work on our side. But you can just see me, like, paying attention to what he's doing all the time. Like, right. oh, this is way more cool than what I'm doing. Like, you see me losing focus on what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be doing this. And he ended up falling out. With, he had a partner. He fell out with his partner. And he started another brand uh, called Arisu. And I was like, hey, can I, can I invest some money into to the brand? I want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And he told me no. Wow. So I don't think you're ready. So I was pissed. I was like, well, fine. What do you mean I'm not ready? I was like, I can do this. I'm like, I figure this out. I can, I can for sure do clothing. Right. And he goes, no, I don't think you're ready for it. Damn. So and he ended up picking a different partner. So I was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to go, go back to my best friend, talk to my best friend, who, you know, the one that convinced me to drop out of school anyways. Right. I was like, hey, I got this great idea. Let's go start, <laughs> let's go start our own clothing brand. Mm-hmm. We'll, just, we'll just figure it out. We'll take this guy out. Fuck them. We're gonna, they're now our competitors now. We'll just fi- we see what they're doing. We can do the same thing. and We can probably do it better. Right. So, you know, we worked and figured out a way to build a team and convince people to join our clothing company who knew nothing about what they were doing. And oh. we just figured it out along the way. Right. So after all of that, what was the uh, what was the next step for you? Um, clothing for it was like seven years of my life. That's all I did at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was super like focused, and I I learned a lot of my I learned about pretty much almost all my skills through that industry, through the apparel industry. What about, skills specifically? Sorry. Um, branding, marketing, mm-hmm. sales, uh, working in working in a recession, like mm-hmm. how to build a brand in a recession. Like yeah, we learned yeah. we learned through that. We learned shipping accounting lawsuits like everything like we dealt with everything there yeah you you deal with all that stuff and bad employees good employees and learning how to build a team and (laughs) and you're learning this this is my early 20s these are my early 20s you know i'm still i'm still technically a kid at the time right and i'm learning how to i have to grow up quickly because i have a bunch of people under me and i'm responsible for the technically responsible for their lives right now so i got to figure out how to make this work like keep the lights on and, and, and bills paid. And you said, so you made a lot of money with the real estate mm-hmm. appraisal. Did you take the money from that and like self-fund? In the early days, asset? I did. In the right. early days of On King, we, we, we funded it through a majority of our time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end of it, we started taking and working with an investment group. All right. Um, and that just like, that like killed it after that. We're just like done. We're like, we're not doing this anymore. Because you kind of didn't have that same control from original. Yeah, right? we didn't have the control and they didn't get what we were trying to do. Right. And they were just like a different mindset mm-hmm. and just teaming up with them. It was just, it was like, it was just like, it was waiting to explode. Like, this is like, this is it. This is the last straw. Like, I'm over. Yeah. I'm kind of over it. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a small business either. Like, you guys, I think you said Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, we have all ce- all the celebrities, like a lot of these early celebrities right. you've seen, like Big Sean, like everybody. You, you've seen a lot of people in the early days are wearing our product. You know, like we were in a ton of stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we made move, we made moves, but just right. the, the the partnership we teamed up with, we can get things done. We can get production completed. We can get the pieces we want. We are getting like terrible quality pieces. I like, can't put this out. Right. Yeah. Do you think if the energy was good and maybe like there was some sort of because obviously your heart wasn't in it you've talked about it at, at one point your heart wasn't in it do you think of like the right people with kind of like the right energy people who are passionate about it were behind the wheel it would still be 
here today or it, it could I, yeah. I think that brand still had a lot of legs to it and we're such a talented team right you see the team the team that came from there where they're at today like mm -hmm. we have a bunch of superstars under under one roof you know we're all went our separate ways and did amazing things right. um but things you know things happen for a reason you know like everyone knows like my mind says Ari's like i'm always looking forward to seeing what else is out there too right. and i don't want to be stuck in things but at one point i did think i was doing do apparel forever yeah. and i didn't think that was going to end i think that's i thought this is my life and i'm gonna this i'm gonna live and die by it so before we get into like the food aspect of it what are some like clothing companies that you've seen streetwear that mm -hmm. have really inspired you have kind of like caught your eye your attention of course i think the big three at the time that i was watching at, at always like intrigued me and i have a really good relationship with a lot of them is right. is the hundreds mm -hmm. um crooks and castles and diamond supply and i think those guys and of course the supreme the, the, they've been there but i think the brands that really transcended the industry and like really took it up like another level was those brands that had the height of it and were like like a certain number of years like they held the title and you watch right. you watch it happen you're like wow these guys are working together and they're overtaking this industry right now yeah i saw i remember middle school diamond was like the big clothing company and then the hundreds as well and i've uh, i've been seeing a lot of people with uh bobby's Bobby new book, book yeah. and like it's crazy because like even d shout out d mercy he yeah. like he's like yeah i think i might have to read this book he like never reads at all so yeah. it's like it's pretty funny seeing him like uh like thinking about reading that book but uh, did you read it did you get the chance to check yeah, it out I've been, I'm, I'm halfway through the book right okay. now oh you are yeah and the good? cool part is i've collaborated with pretty much all three bands already you know yeah. i've done collaborations with all three guys like you know all of them so it's cool is it special like seeing someone who's kind of i would say around the same spot as you in terms of obviously having very mm -hmm. successful business is mm -hmm. it cool kind of seeing him write a book a memoir of sorts of and being like well maybe i should write one too or like kind of reflecting on that same journey you know? i don't i think he was always an amazing writer like bobby hundred bobby is like i think he's like this this generation is like genius like mm -hmm. i think he's a genius like and and he's been an amazing storyteller and very it's inspired a lot of us in streetwear to like share stories too um i definitely don't think i have the writing chops like him right. uh, i might have a different story to tell but i don't know if it's that type of story and i don't i don't i don't think it's right now I think yeah there's different things i want to accomplish and i'll let bobby have the the, the book world for now <laughs> the book world. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's killing it with that and then uh so you said the three companies at the time. Anything right now that sticks out to you, like an Off White or an Amiri, a Nike, anything like that? Uh, it's cool. It's cool seeing what Off White's done. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone has their, their their time where they shine in this industry, and it's always shifting and changing. Right. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of the people that are in streetwear, and are that are are doing well in streetwear right now, they've all have ex they've all had some type of experience prior. Mm -hmm. You know, they came from somewhere. Like he came from Kanye. He had another brand before. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the Pyrex and, and, and Pyrex, and he had Bintrill and all this stuff before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. It's uh, you think it's like almost like an overnight success, and it usually is. And Virgil works. I've I've heard about this guy's work. I think yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy with the DJing and everything as well. Exactly. So you talked about you were always the foodie. Mm -hmm. Describe kind of that transition. You said you got sick and tired of the clothing space. Mm -hmm. You know, getting into food and, and what you wanted to accomplish there. The food side, I I was super in inspired during my travels especially and i and ice cream was like i was like dude why don't we have any of these flavors right in orange county right now like what what are these flavors like mm -hmm. i didn't even know you can make these flavors exist i knew cookie monster or cookie uh cookie cookies and cream but now i call it cookies monster cookie now monster. Cook, <laughs> cookies and cream i knew i knew i knew mint chip i knew you know you knew your, your regular vanilla your strawberries right. and then i'd travel out and i'd see like breakfast surprise i'd see like almond cookie yeah, i'd see like thai tea i'm like what the fuck you can turn this into ice cream like <laughs> you know i'd see like, like i even saw like a tomato and lobster one and i was like 
What? Like, tomato like, I was like, you can make like you can make these into ice cream. They didn't know you can make it into ice cream. I was like, okay, well, if you that's the case, that I'm going to drop my own list of flavors, like what I would eat and what I grew up upon. So I kept like jotting down ideas. I was like, well, I like boba, I like milk tea, so I'm going to make a jasmine milk tea flavor. Mm-hmm. I liked... You know, I ate cereal as a kid all day, and I saw this, like, soft serve version of, like, cereal milk. So I was like, I'm making a milk and cereal. Right. And then Cookie Monster was, like, our take on cookies and cream on crack. But then right. I was like, well, if it's called Cookie Monster, I'm making it blue. <laughs> you know, like, those things. And then, you know, I wanted – I like churros. We're making a churro-flavored ice cream. Like, those things. I wanted to make things that I grew up, grew up on and that I enjoyed and that was very approachable to everyone that was coming to eat it. So, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned this, but uh, you don't see that at a Rite Aid at the... the exactly. You don't see yeah. the crazy flavor. You see, like, the normal, the, the stuff that you expect. And that's not a bad thing either. It's just that I was looking for... I'm, I'm a different different breed, and my mindset's a little different, and right. I want something a little di- little bit different every single time. I don't want it way too left field, but I just want it not the norm. You know, if I want the norm, I can just I can just go thrifty and get my get my normal right. mid-chip, and I'm happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's crazy. So you, you kind of have this desire to kind of start a new experience. Where, where does your mind go to? Is it immediately like open a shop? Is it uh, where exactly did, you know, um, Yeah, ice cream, it, 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 you, need, you need a shop to build that real experience, right. you know, that uh, in-face experience. So when we found this store that we wanted to take over, I was like, well, we're making the store all black. And that, what? I was like, yeah, we're going to make it all black because at the time, Streetwear was all black and white at that, that time period in 2014. Like, everyone was wearing full on black or full on white outfits. Um, Chanel was like, Chanel and, and Apple were two inspirations of stores that people were looking at, like right. very minimalistic and clean. Mm-hmm. And that's what we wanted, but we wanted our vibe to it. So we had like funny quotes on the walls and, and like photo ops, which are still early on. People weren't using things as photo opportunities. Right. And we made things as photo opportunities. Um, the Milky Bun was obviously another item that we created that that we knew was going to set us apart from everyone else because we knew we could just do special ice cream would work in the long term but we needed an item that was going to get everyone talking right now right and that was that was our Popeye's fried chicken sandwich <laughs> the milky Popeye. bun <laughs> it just goes back to the Popeye sandwich and you said I think if I remember when at IVC you said that that got like a lot of press it was or you yeah I got yeah. a lot of press from it and you know I, I navigated a lot of my apparel contacts mm-hmm. to work that early on right uh, my friends ran a they ran they ran a they run a media company called food beast mm-hmm. and food oh, okay. beast before he started food beast he was actually in apparel too he had a brand and me and him had a relationship from that to to the food side right so when I launched after he's the one I, he's the one I was on the call for. I was like, hey, Eli, can you give me the exclusive? I'll give you the exclusive on writing about this. Right. And he thought was, he's like, is this even gonna do well? Mm-hmm. It's just a whatever item. And and then next thing you know, they post about it, and then all these news channels like picking up, and, and it became a, a rolling ball effect. Wow, that's crazy. So how does it go from one shop to dozens in so many different industries mm-hmm. outside of just ice cream? I. It's <laughs> such a big Became part of like, the story, I think yeah. that, you know, that first storm hit so well. Like, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's a rare, like, lightning storm, like, for all of us involved. You know, like, right. we, didn't, we didn't expect it to turn out the way it did. We just opened a store just to be like, well, I hope people come and enjoy it and yeah. have a good time. There's a place we wanted to hang out at late night and have people come. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a thought that we're going to go, hey, we're going to open 100 stores. Like, that was not the intention. Um, it just took off, and... We're like, okay, well, it's, this is too, way too crazy now. We need to find a second store. This mm-hmm. might work again. Let's see what happens. Right. But even in that time period when it was like lines down the block every day, people were telling me, oh, that's, this is a fad. It's going to last like three months. And I'm like, well, shit, I don't know. Like, Maybe. I didn't open I didn't open it for 
I didn't even know it was going to be like this. I didn't even know people were going to show up. <laughs> yeah. But then they're like, yeah, it's just, this is whatever. It's going it's to be three months. It's hype. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Next thing you know, open our second store mm-hmm. in Chino, um, which I never even went to Chino before that. Right. Did start doing better in the first location. So wow. we're like, okay, we're on to something now. Like, fuck, yeah. with, fuck all, all those naysayers. <laughs> you know, like, they, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And then we open our next location. Every store has lines. And we're like, okay, well, shit, we're on to something. Let's keep expanding. And in that time period, like, we started, we had, um, our Instagram food blog at the time where right. we were taking pictures of other people's restaurants mm-hmm. and posting about it. And we only did that because we wanted free food right. <laughs> and we had started getting way too much free food, but we also noticed that their sales were going up. Uh-huh. So we're like, Oh shit. Like, Hey, the sales are going up. Like I need to get paid for that. Like if your sales are going up, I need to get paid for that. Like an early influencer yeah, marketing like, kind of. Just early influencer, early consultant, right. like brand consultant. Wow, and man. I was like, Oh shit. Like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to start charging for this. Like we're going to be a consulting company now. And we're going to show these companies how to build their brands and change things around. Mm. But then we started meeting people where we started getting offered ownership deals. And I was like, oh, I can start new concepts now doing what I do. Like, I can just consult them. And I now I own equity in the, in the restaurant. That's crazy. So it became, you know, more after that, I just kept getting more ideas on my own, my own concepts, my own ideas on how I would build different restaurants out. And it kept leading to more deals and more dot connecting. And mm-hmm. now I'm here with a shitload of concepts. <laughs> <laughs> now you're here with just so many. Um, it's funny when you mentioned, like, I'm, I'm such a big believer in, like, the similarities. But, like, I'm a big fan of Leonardo da Vinci. And I mm-hmm. think he's, like, a big science guy. But he was yep. also a big art guy. Like, mm-hmm. when he was literally drawing pictures, it was, it was about drawing pictures with the scientific ratio. Like, not, okay. not making something up. So, um, the the correlation i see with your stories yeah. you look at supreme on fairfax like yep. every thursday lines oh, outside lines the door yep. and now you get into this new industry you got lines outside the doors kind of describe the similarities you saw yourself were you trying to do that intentionally obviously you said that you weren't expecting it to blow up but yeah. did you try and harness that once you saw it of course because i wanted to because i was like well and when i was doing streetwear i was right. t- i was catering to one demographic right. young boys <laughs> young teenage boys and that, that that was our demographic that's who I, I got you know like the ones that love music that ones that love skate culture the ones that loved you know like like hip-hop and streetwear those that that was the, that was my demographic right but now you got me an ice cream i was like well if i can market to boys like give me ice cream i can market to everyone this this, yeah. this gotta be a lot easier right oh, and yeah. then and no one was doing it at the time so i was like shit let, let's try this out Let's see what happens. Let's just try to use the same techniques on, on the store build, the layout, right. and, and the colors, and making things pop, and understanding like visuals through social media. Mm-hmm. Like, we were early on that in food, and yeah. it connected a lot crazier than we ever expected. Yeah, man. Wow. And did you? Um, what were some of your? Because what were some of your early inspirations? Because you mentioned clothing. Right. Uh, what about in, like an ice cream, like in Basket Robins or a Sprinkles cupcakes or anything like that? Was there anything that stood out to you where you were like? We're trying to be different, but I do like that place as a start, maybe. Hmm. There, I think I saw a lot of different... The ones I saw were, like, in New York, where there were, like, milk, like, mm-hmm. uh, milk bar, where they were, like, you know, doing, like, high-end, very cool-style ice cream and saucers, and I was like, oh, I'm inspired by that. And then I saw in SF, there was um, a, a place called Byright, and they did right. very artisan, high-end ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I was super... That, those are, like, some of my big inspirations, because... I saw lines down the block in their stores, right. but in different ways. They had a different type of audience that they were trying to capture. Mm-hmm. And th- those were ice cream stores that I was intrigued by and that everyone was talking about at the time. That's crazy. So you mentioned starting off, it was like, I wouldn't say simple, but it was kind of like a, it went really well for you. Yep. And even I think when you did D's podcast, the way you made it sound of like starting a restaurant business mm-hmm. didn't sound super difficult. Obviously, like with anything, there's challenges, but yep. like 
it made it seem manageable, like something you could accomplish. How do you deal with the challenges? Because the one I remember, even though I hadn't gone to, I didn't go to afters for like a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I didn't start going for a long time. I do remember like in Irvine when a car crashed into oh, one, of your, <laughs> one of your shops yeah. and seeing it on the news and you're like, oh my God. Um, so how do you deal with things like a car crashing into one of your restaurants? <laughs> we call out the insurance company to take care of that. <laughs> really, please find out what happened. That was actually the second. So I had another business. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, I had yeah. two businesses that year that had cars in the stores and I'm that's like, crazy. dude. So everyone's like messaging me or writing on message boards like, hey, look at these guys. They're just crashing their stores in the car so they can go buy Ferraris and mansions. <laughs> I was like... I, <laughs> I guess it's good publicity. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whatever, they're talking, whatever. They, so my, even my friends, my group of friends still use that joke to the day. Like, right. Yo, you need insurance money? Just call Andy up and send a car <laughs> to your store. Make um, sure you uh, have no one inside, a cheap car. Of course. Uh, like, maybe like the, make the, put something in front of the store to kind of uh, like we, we work. Our damage. teams work fast. You know, like we have really good partners where, you know, they work fast. And mm-hmm. we had, we had the, the night of the car crash, that was Kobe's la- Kobe Bryant's last game. That's oh, some wow. game. That's, you know, I was watching that game before I went no, during ha- halftime. So too. I missed. I missed the, the when he went on a rampage of scoring the second Jeez, half. But tough. during that um, first half, before it happened, um, we we're getting ready for we we're getting ready to set up for Coachella the next day for after. Oh, okay. I got so we we're like stressed out getting Coachella ready, watching Kobe, <laughs> and then we got a car going to the store. We're all emotional because of Kobe in the store. And, yeah. You know. So you know, we just tried to call insurance to deal with it as as, as, as possible, That's and we tried to get construction, get our windows fixed. Uh, making sure everyone's okay. That was the first part. Like, yeah. is everyone okay? Is our staff okay? Is the the person that got hit okay? Like, that was yeah. an accident too, right? It wasn't like. So what I was told, I saw I saw her friends at a different restaurant. And she goes, she has some type of. I don't quote. She's a sickness where she falls asleep and wow. this happened to happen to hit the gas yeah. and. I think sword. it's funny. I think because I remember seeing it on the news. I think I was watching Kobe's game, okay. and then as soon as it finished, because I, I remember watching it, and then as soon as it finished, my dad always like watches the news. It's like at the top of the hour, like ice cream chain hit <laughs> 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 my car, and I'm like, and it's funny whenever it's like because all of the news are always like L.A. Crenshaw, like all yeah. these, but you know all these like places that unfortunately deal with crime and stuff. So it's like Irvine, <laughs> Irvine. Yeah. And I'm like, oh and we're my. not like we're not like right off the like, it's not right off the curb. Like you know if you go there to Irv- at Diamond. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty. It's farther than this <laughs> over there, right? So you gotta go really far to drive into yeah. the store. Like we're out of all the stores there, we're probably furthest away from the curb. And I was like, "What the? F- yeah. How's this happening again? Like, mm. serious? <laughs> happening again? This is happening again? That's so funny. Yeah. So you, you definitely. It seems like though, like obviously you're gonna deal with challenges. So you just gotta work through you it. You just gotta work. It's just part of life, you know. Like life's yeah. gonna throw things at you. You just gotta figure out how to make it work. <laughs> or it's gonna through throw it. itself at yeah, you. Yeah. Or jump out away from the car and not get hit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess like uh, it seems like you loved it so much that like those challenges you just take in stride. Like it, it doesn't even feel like a challenge because you're obviously enjoy this new career. Of course, so at much. the time you know you freak out. You're like yeah. you're like you're holding your head. You're like, are you serious? Like, He's physically holding his head right, right now. Uh, we freak out all the time, but you know we we know that these days I'm a little more numb to a lot of it. Like you right. know things happen, and you just kind of like tell your team like, hey, breathe, figure this out. Let's let's take this one step at a time. Let's let's think through this before we make a bad decision. So we we try to take things as calm as possible right. and think it through time for me to crash my car in since right? you're a lot more prepared <laughs> um before we head out so th- this has been great um what is your advice because uh, with starting anything in general with you know obviously not everyone listening wants to go into the restaurant business but with anything you've you've had so many i would say like mini lives doing real estate appraisal yeah. being a troublemaker but then like also having success and doing the clothing and doing this and doing yep. things you didn't love and things you love 
what's your best advice to anyone, whether it's a troublemaker or someone who's fresh out of college, mm-hmm. to approaching any of these? Uh, it, it, it's, it's so simple. It's just the first thing is like they tell you a lot of things. It's like show up and try and mm-hmm. see what happens after that. Right. Because most of the time, it's gonna turn out completely different than what you imagine. Right. Like everything I've done has turned completely different than I imagined. Yeah. I can't sit. I can't tell you like. I was gonna. I'm gonna end up sitting here today, and I'm gonna be where I'm at right now. Like I couldn't right. tell you that. You know, like I thought I was gonna be doing something completely different. As a kid, I thought I was gonna be like a, a dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was gonna be like like working on music in the studio. Like I didn't right. know I was gonna be like slinging like cookies and ice cream and <laughs> you know like stuff like that. Like that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't my dream as a kid. You know, right. it just it just happened, and I love it. Like I, now that I'm in it, like this. This is the best thing ever, but I never thought I'd be here right now. Yeah, it's crazy. And then crazy. most people, I think another thing is, most people's first businesses usually, like, what, the number's like 90-something percent businesses yeah. fail their first one. Mm-hmm. So, well, shit, don't go try your second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and you'll learn a lot through that entire process. And you're going to, you only need to be, you only need to be right once. Once you're right once, that, that changes everything. Yeah. What's your, you mentioned about learning. What's your, uh, what, what's your advice, I guess, on the relationship between learning versus doing? Are you a big believer in just like you do as much as you can and then you learn along the way? Or how much preparation do you take? How do you approach these? We're, we are very, I think in this generation already, we're very like ADD entrepreneurs, a lot of us right now. So we're just like, go ahead and first and just figure out along the way. Right. Because if you don't get, if you don't go ahead and for head and first, you're never going to get done. Yeah. You're just going to be trying to perfect it. You're just going to try to spend every like, little knickknack trying to pick at things and you can always try to perfect things as much as you can but it's all about it's also about timing and luck mm-hmm. at the same time so if you miss that time you miss that opportunity and window right you're gone someone else started it or someone else did, came up with your idea that you already had in your head and wow. you're behind it just you should have just gone up and started it first and just figure it out along the way to make things make your adjustments along the way what do you see as like a upcoming trend i guess for marketing in general or maybe just for the restaurant business because you obviously like you did the influencer marketing in a way like you didn't even plan it like that it's not like you yeah. had like you, you didn't go up to like kim kardashian and say oh, like do this but you kind of did an early version of that with food beast what do you see as like the future or what are just like trends you're paying attention to i right think now? i think i'm paying attention to more of a full-on experience i think the customer is getting so much smarter there's so mm-hmm. many choices nowadays and then the the social media stuff is so flooded with stuff right like everyone's just like making food for Instagram, but they're not making food that, well, you make it for Instagram. You got to make sure it tastes good too. Yeah. You know, you got all, and then you got to make sure, can you, can you pump, can you pump thousands of those out a day yeah. and keep continue doing it at a high quality? Mm-hmm. If you can't do those things and you just put an Instagram product out, you're not going to last. You're going to die. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think having a full on experience is, is, is super important. Mm-hmm. I think also for me, all my projects, it's about having a, a really strong core menu mm-hmm. as well. Like, Hey, if you're going to go, to Groundhouse Burger, yeah, you can get a magical burger, but you right. know our regular cheeseburger is fire. Like you don't have to, yeah. you don't have to go there. That might not be the prettiest looking item, the cheeseburger, mm-hmm. but if you go there, it's gonna be fire. That item's gonna be fire. You keep reminding me of things, and one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you said burger. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Beyond and Impossible uh, with what they're doing, and how they're revolutionizing the I, space? I think vegan is not going, is gonna continue to 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 mm-hmm. grow and explode. Mm-hmm. I see it as the field I've been watching and paying attention to, because mm-hmm. I know like. I have, ki- I have I have a daughter now. Like 
right. I'm not gonna feed her the same things I ate. I'm not gonna take her to right. McDonald's and give her Happy Meals because I, like, I don't want her eat, you know, yeah. like that shit. Like I maybe mean, I can eat that shit, but I'm not gonna give it to her. I'd rather give yeah. her all these better products and mm-hmm. and and I want to take care of her and give her the best, which I think most parents are nowadays too. Mm-hmm. They want to give their they're willing to spend whatever on their kids to give them the best the best possible. Right. And that vegan that industry is is only getting better and i think more brands are going to get into it and the pricing is going to get competitive and that'll bring down the pricing and make it more approachable right now it's too expensive right it now. is yeah it's a bit of a premium product do you think see my idea on why it's so popular is mm-hmm. i think it's an inclusive product right because like whether you're religious you know and you have to follow the halal or the Correct. kosher or maybe you're like you're not in like the best shape and you mm-hmm. want to kind of have even though it's not like fully healthy itself you it's a, a, a much more healthy alternative i think that's kind of why it's been so popular because mm-hmm. there's so many angles at which people approach it and why they want that right. so do you have any pro, uh, ideas yourself of like how you want to approach that whether it's for groundhouse burgers or anything else with a vegan product or maybe even store um so i have stuff that i'm not going to name because i'm behind oh. the scenes I'm, I'm behind the scenes on some Off projects the podcast because not, they're not gonna. I do have projects that I'm a part of on that I'm helping develop right. and scaling. Um, that I watch and I want to do more vegan brands that are focused on just on being purely vegan. That doesn't have the cross contamination. That just focuses on right. that. I think whoever does it the best in terms of value, um, product offering, um, the way the brand looks, everything. Like you have that all that together. That brand's gonna explode. Really and I see there's a few. There's a few in the market right now, but I feel like I can do it better. Yeah with yeah beyond impossible yep. yeah um i'm when, whenever that does come out i'll be the first person because i've been a huge fan of beyond I, i've tried it like multiple times it's funny like in the past few years i've maybe been the carl's jr like a couple of times yeah. and like i've been there like three four times in the past two yeah, months. i just i just tried the uh, burger king impossible there it's oh, not it's pretty good it's pretty and then i heard, you, do, you know del tacos beyond i'll try that you too. know they said I'll those are the best-selling items ever released wow. from del taco well the thing is del tacos is cheap you know yeah, what i mean like you exactly. mentioned price and uh and carl's jr it's a little expensive but it's like it's it's really good too yeah it, you don't taste it like it, yeah, you can't like, you know, del taco, <laughs> i was like okay i'll just i'll just order this and i feel better about myself <laughs> yeah but best selling item ever at del taco they don't i was like no why are they marketing that to letting Sad people know like that's yeah. crazy like i didn't think that was the best selling item ever it's crazy yeah, yeah. I, i'm i'm really excited to see like what you or anyone else. oh what about the the fried the kfc beyond that i don't know if you saw that yeah, yeah they tested it in the land yeah, yeah one that location in atlanta and it's going yeah. went nuts and apparently it's also legit all right well uh, i'm gonna let you head out i don't know every single one of your restaurants off the top <laughs> of my head so if you want to plug anything social media anything like that i'll plug some of the ones off the top of my head right now obviously we're in donero there's afters ice cream groundhouse burger uh portside seafood Jeez. um mad bun <laughs> oh my God. um show me news ramen seven leaves franchisee seven leaves franchisee hello <laughs> kitty cafe las vegas franchisee <laughs> Um, other blah 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 stuff that I can't say I'm hit behind the scenes on that He's I have on, so yeah. at Andy the Nguyen wait last thing also I was going to ask you this you, not including so you just mentioned going to say burgers ice cream yeah. uh, seafood everything yeah. not including your own like restaurants what are your favorite like pizza ice cream donuts uh, if you give me like like pizza I'm a simple pizza give me like a good New York a slice well, from New York worldwide like simple or world and maybe like a fast food and also like yeah New York something. you go to me in New York just drop me off at like Joe's Pizza and give me a cheese pizza Ooh. just a cheese pizza with some like garlic salt and I'm gonna and I'm, I'm in heaven you know like pizza. like something simple like, I like the simple stuff like everyone right. thinks I like the crazy stuff but I, I prefer like the simple eats I like my my like cheap Vietnamese pho in, on, in, <laughs> on, in, on, in the little Saigon area I like you know, I like uh, 
Sometimes I like my Rite Aid mint chocolate chip ice cream better than everyone else's. Sometimes Rite I like it. it depends on the feeling at the time. Rite Aid on the time is right. It, it, it smacks. But uh, all right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I can't wait to uh, for having me. release this. Thank you again. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you uh, come up with next or what other industry you're going to. <laughs> Thank so, you. All right, guys. So make sure you give them a follow. That's at Andy Nguyen, the Nguyen on Instagram. Uh, follow the Suhail show. We're going to release this shortly. And thank you so much for tuning in. Andy, thanks right. again and have a See good See you guys. One. Thanks. All right. Bye.